You're listening to show nine of the Real Estate CPA Podcast. You're listening to the Real Estate CPA Podcast, our platform for educating real estate investors about business, accounting, and taxes. You'll get actionable advice that you can use to increase profits for your real estate venture. And now your host, an entrepreneur who happens to be good at taxes, Brandon Hall. Hey folks, thanks a lot for tuning in today. I know your time's busy, so we're going to make this a super productive and valuable podcast for you. If you've read my Bigger Pockets article in the past couple of days, you kind of already know what this podcast is going to be about. It's going to add a lot of value to you. But before we jump into that real quick on the announcement side of things, thank you for everybody who has been encouraging me to continue releasing podcasts and content. It does get a little overwhelming at times, especially during tax season. We're back on top of this. We should be clear and good to go from now on. Additionally, we are starting a webinar series. So the webinars are going to be primarily for our clients that are already onboarded, but we are going to have non-client webinars. So if you're not a client of ours, but you're still really interested in getting some FaceTime and kind of being in a live learning situation, we will be sending these invites out for the webinars on our newsletter. So just keep an eye out for that as those come along. Probably not going to have a non-client webinar for the next couple of months. We're testing it with our current clients now, but just something to be aware of in the future. All right, so today's show is going to be focused on placing your property into service as quickly as you possibly can. So most of you know the Burr method as Brandon Turner over at Bigger Pockets coined it. It's the B-R-R-R-R method. And what it stands for is buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. And it's a great strategy because what it allows you to do is go into a property with cash, rehab the property, but then cash yourself out. So what you're left with after you do the refinance, after you cash yourself out, you're left with a property that you are out of net out of pocket. You're not out of pocket a lot of money. So you've got this now income producing asset that net net we haven't really paid a lot for. And it is a great strategy. We encourage all of our clients to take a look at this strategy. I think that it's a great way to maximize the use of your cash. It's not a great strategy for tax purposes. The reason why is because there's no emphasis on placing the property into service. So in order to place a property into service, we need two things. The property needs to be ready for rent and the property needs to be advertised for rent. Now, to understand what the IRS views as ready to rent, we generally look at local ordinances. So the question that we would answer or that we would want to look at answering is, does your property meet local ordinances in terms of getting a certificate of occupancy? Is it rehab to the point where it's habitable? And that is going to help the determination of whether or not your property is ready to rent. So in Baltimore City, for instance, you have to have a certificate of occupancy in order to advertise your property for rent. So that certificate of occupancy requires that the that the rental be habitable per the local ordinances. So that whenever we get that certificate of occupancy, that's when we would be ready to rent. But the second part to being in service is advertising. And this is not emphasized enough when people are talking about this BRRRR method. And so what I want to make you aware of today is just that advertising the property for rent as quickly as you possibly can is going to provide you with the flexibility 
to write off some of your rehab costs. It's not necessarily going to allow you to write off your rehab costs, but it's going to provide you with at least the flexibility to potentially do so. So let's talk about what advertising it for rent actually means. So advertising it for rent is simply just posting a Craigslist ad, something on Zillow, something in writing. We need some sort of paper trail that shows you advertised it for rent on some particular date. The reason that we need that is because any cost that is incurred prior to advertising the property for rent is going to be considered a capital improvement. We call them get ready costs whenever we are talking with our clients, but technically it is called a capital improvement. Capital improvements are going to be depreciated over a span of years. So if you are improving the structure of the building, like let's say you put floors down, for instance, that is a capital improvement that is depreciated over 27.5 years. If you incur costs after you advertise for rent, we have the ability, again, the ability, we're not necessarily allowed to, depending on the facts and the circumstances, but we have the ability, we have the flexibility to potentially write the costs off as operating costs rather than being forced to capitalize the costs and depreciate the costs. So to recap on that, any cost incurred before advertising the property is going to be a capital improvement. Any cost incurred after advertising the property for rent could potentially be considered an operating cost. And why is it important to be considered an operating cost? Well, if we capitalize the improvements or the repairs and we are forced to depreciate them, we are now recovering our costs over a long period of time. We're not getting the tax benefits today. Rather, we're getting some amount of the tax benefits today and then a little bit every single year until the property is completely depreciated or until that improvement or repair has been completely depreciated. Additionally, the reason that we don't want to capitalize something is because when we sell the property later on, we have to pay a tax. It's called depreciation recapture. It's a tax on the depreciation that you have taken so far. So if we paint, for instance, and just go with me, I know that painting doesn't cost this much, but just for an example, let's say that we paint and it costs $27,500 to paint our house. That means that every year we're going to be able to write off $1,000 if we paint prior to advertising the property for rent. The reason being is that we would capitalize it and depreciate it over 27 and a half years. So the first major pitfall is that we don't get to write off 27.5K right now. We write off $1,000 right now, $1,000 next year, and so on and so on for 27 and a half years. The second major pitfall is that when we sell the property, let's say that we sell the property in year 28. When we sell that property, at that point, we would have completely depreciated the painting, right? So we would have $27,500 of depreciation booked for that painting. When we sell the property in year 28, we're gonna pay a depreciation recapture tax on that $27,500 of painting. And it's gonna be in an amount of 10, 15, or 25%, depending on your tax bracket. Most cases, it's 25%. So we're paying an additional tax after we sell, and we stretched our tax savings out over 27 and a half years. Economists are probably banging their heads against the table. They know how bad this is for opportunity costs. So what we say is if you've got something like painting, advertise the property for rent and then paint. Painting is literally never a capital improvement unless you paint before you advertise the property for rent. So if we advertise the property for rent and then paint, 
then boom, we can write off the $27,500 today. So we get the tax savings right now. We don't have to wait 27 and a half years to recover our costs. And we don't have to worry about the depreciation recapture that comes whenever we sell that property later on. And all of this leads me to coining a new phrase. Instead of the BRRRR method, I want everybody out there to now call it the BARRRR method. The reason that I want you to call it the BARRRR method is because we're adding advertising. Advertising should be done the day that you close. If you are doing a gut rehab and you think it's going to take one and a half months, two months to finish the rehab completely, advertise it the rent the day that you close. Now, if your rehab is going to take six months, okay, you don't have to advertise it for rent the day that you close. You can do the major component stuff that we're probably not going to be able to write off anyway, even if we had advertised it. But the point is, is to advertise the property as quickly as you feasibly can and legally can. Again, check your local ordinances because... Cities like Baltimore might actually stop you or come down on you if they find out that you're advertising a property that's not what they deem ready. So some people ask me, well, is advertising even important if I have to do a gut rehab? Yeah, you're right. Like if you have to replace the floors, the roof, the studs, the drywall, we're not going to be able to write that off anyway. But if you advertise the property for rent, then the only next criteria that we have to hit is just ready. So the property just has to be ready at that point. So we've already met the first criteria of advertising it. Now it just has to be ready for rent. And then it's just up to you and your CPA to argue if you're ever challenged on what ready for rent means whenever you are challenged by an IRS auditor if that unfortunately happens. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, folks. Hope everyone has a great day. If you enjoyed today's show, please visit therealestatecpa.com for our newsletter, tips, articles, and podcast show notes. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate CPA Podcast. We'll see you next time.